Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 8 of Baki Taki. This one's a fun one. Lots of stuff going on here. Uh, the episode is called A Match Versus a Real Fight, uh, which is basically the thesis of this season. So I'm very excited to jump into the action. But before I can, I need to introduce my co-host for the episode, Vishal. Hi, my name is Vishal. I'll be uh, featured on this episode today. Excited to be here. Very excited. Wow, that was so formal. That's great. So, Vishal... <laughs> Before we jump into Baki, I always like to ask two questions, just so the audience can get to know you a bit. Uh, so first off, other than Baki, what shows are you currently watching? What am I currently watching? I just finished watching Stranger Things, which was really good. IMO. I normally watch a lot of anime, but I've been busy recently, so I haven't really, I haven't really watched too much. But I, I, Do yeah. you consider Stranger Things an anime? Uh... Uh, no <laughs> no not at all not in the slightest uh i mean it's got some nerdy aspects that's for sure yeah which makes it a lot of fun for us dirty boys D &D would, would you boys. consider yourself a nerdy boy <laughs> i really set myself up for disaster here <laughs> well now that the audience knows you <laughs> oh god the, right. the second question before watching this episode what did you know about baki so as i said i am a nerdy boy <laughs> and i i have uh, i've indulged in anime and i've heard of baki mostly actually through you yeah and i was i was planning on watching it but um i did know that it was a like an over-the-top absurd shonen anime a lot of combat and a lot of just absurdity kind of like i've heard it like compared to like jojo's bizarre adventure which i also haven't watched so i went into this not having any experience with this type of theme so it was yeah. fun yeah no i I've, I've heard the jojo's comparison before and i've, I've only watched um a season of stone ocean because that that was on netflix i'd yeah. say the difference they're both absurd but i feel like jojo spends a lot more time getting you to like like the characters and like show motivations and that type of stuff <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 a lot of shows do that i would say not this one. Not one of those shows. Okay. <laughs> oh anyway. boy. So let's let's jump into the episode. So uh, last episode, you, you didn't watch this V-Show, but Baki and uh, Goku Goki Shibukawa uh, were defeated Goku. by uh, Ryuko Yanagi, who doesn't show up in this episode, which was disappointing. Uh, also, a few episodes back, uh, Dopo Arachi got his hand cut off by Dorian. So there, there's been a few losses. And so the episode starts, Tokugawa has brought together our five fighters. They're all just chilling on the floor of his house, because I, I guess he doesn't have any couches. And he's sort of... I don't know, haranguing yeah. them over their performance. Do, do you want to describe this this scene a bit, Vishal? Yeah, so, yeah, sure. So it starts off with, and again, I haven't watched any of the previous episodes. It starts off with the old man uh, lecturing all the four fighters. One of them I only know is Baki. I don't know who anyone else is, but <laughs> they're, being, they're, being, they're being lectured about losing a... Uh, uh, a fight and he's really disappointed of them and apparently the fight was 2v1 yeah i believe yeah baki yeah. and goki lost against another guy <laughs> and apparently they're supposed to be what was it like the best in the underground arena yeah not to put too fine a point on it but you were utterly and humiliatingly outfought you were even two against one yeah 
which basically translates to the best in the world. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So Baki's Baki's supposed to be the best in the world, and he lost two v one to who is this? I don't know if we're getting ahead here, but was the fighter in the episode no, that they lost to? No, they, okay, they lost okay, to okay. Ryuko Yanagi, also known as Yanagi the Poisoner, who can poison you with oxygen. Uh, but I don't think we have time to get down that oh. rabbit hole. <laughs> Oh, well, that's an unfair fight. Uh, well, I don't, out of context, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's an interesting start to the episode because, first of all, the, the, the voice choice for Tokugawa, like, in the dub, I'm pretty sure he has, like, a Texas accent. Like, it's, it's a weird voice he has. I guess you're no better than those pampered powder puffs training upstairs. <laughs> okay, but seriously now. And he starts off very, like, upset with them and just sort of, like, saying, like, you know, you guys, I thought you were cool, but I guess you're not. And then <laughs> he, he starts, like, crying because he, you realize that this really meant a lot to him. And the fact that his, his idols, basically, have lost has sort of shaken him a bit. I'm more upset about this than any of you. Don't you understand that? I'm sad. Sadder than the whole bunch you put together. There is no one more convinced than I was that the five of you were the strongest of all. So, to, to, what was the name? Tokugawa? Tokugawa, yeah. Tokugawa. So, he didn't tr- train them? No, no. Oh, Tokugawa is like a rich guy who, who owns an guy? underground fighting pit. <laughs> oh, I see. Wait, so is like all these fighters just under his like sleeve? Like, does he like control it? No, he just sort of invited them. Like, they don't work for him. I don't even know why they came to his house. <laughs> <laughs> well I, okay well that's... when i when i say that baki doesn't really go into motivations like i couldn't tell you why half of these people I, signed up for this fight other I, than they I liked that, to fight i knew there was like no rhyme or reason to anything but this is it, 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 literally nothing makes sense yeah it just kind of happens is that is that how it goes it just happens more or less but the fun thing the fun thing about it is though baki is sort of like like he makes the most sense because he has no reason to be there and so after like a few minutes he just goes all right i'm gonna leave because <laughs> why did he come here in the first place and uh, okay so when when i was watching that made no sense to me but knowing that context that makes a lot of sense here, here's the fun <laughs> thing about baki like baki doesn't even like 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 from what i can tell like he doesn't want to fight a bunch of people like he just he wants to be stronger than his dad and that's like his his main motivation and so like this type of fight just doesn't interest him at all and i assume somebody drove him there because like <laughs> so is it fair to say that the show is just all about daddy issues um it would be if yujiro showed up more often but <laughs> that's his dad yujiro yeah um if, I, if you watch I... the end credits he's the he's the guy at the end of it okay i did okay yeah yeah he's the world's strongest creature (laughs) anyway so so baki goes to leave um and right at the door uh oh that's funny right at the door is dorian um who we haven't Uh, seen in a few episodes evening gentlemen am i interrupting can you describe dorian for me vishal i this i don't know who he is or what his thing is but he this episode did not paint a great picture for dorian (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh he kind of he, he came in menacingly as you know baki opened the door to exit 
and with that bucket of gasoline, which, all right. Look, I brought gasoline. And came it's, it's, in it's and... Thing. Oh, that's that's like a running joke for him? He, 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 used, to, some... he used to have a flask <laughs> that he would drink and then spit it out because it was gasoline and light you on fire. Um, this time he upped oh. the ante by bringing a bucket with him. <laughs> oh, I see. So it's escalating. He's, he's, okay, gotcha. So he, he brought in this, uh, this bucket of ga- gasoline and another guy shows up. Don't know his name. Don't remember. Uh, oh, well, let's not and... jump. Oh, sorry. Yes, that guy. Uh, that's Ka- Katsumi Arachi, uh, Dobo's Katsumi. son. Oh, okay. And then, long story short, uh, I, I, Dorian slash, I, he looks like Santa Claus. I, I, <laughs> I, like, literally just looks like Santa Claus, but, like, way too muscular. I uh, guess gets the the bloobs beat out of him multiple times in this episode oh my god am i supposed am i supposed to respect this character i don't know um yes uh he is very scary um but yes you would have no idea from this episode he does have one line at the end where he says like if you wanted to judge me on the skill level you saw earlier you'd be mistaken if you came here expecting the same skill level you saw at tokugawa's home I can only say I feel sorry for you. And I rewatched the episode to try and understand why that's true, and I, I didn't really catch why, but <laughs> apparently he wasn't really trying. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, we'll get to that when we get through the episode, but yeah, he yeah. he had a redemption arc in this one episode, to say that. <laughs> so <laughs> let's, let's start it off early. So he walks in with his bucket of gasoline. Everyone's sort of surprised. Yep. But then, right behind him, Katsumi Orochi comes mm-hmm. in. Who, if you if you notice, Vishal, he he was a bit battered, like he had a neck wound. That was from Dorian; they had met before. Oh, um, okay. And so Katsumi uh, sort of punches him in the hand, steals his lighter, knocks all of the gasoline onto Dorian, and then um, lights him on fire. Uh, now this fire goes on for quite a while. <laughs> Old man. We'll agree to disagree, I guess. Would now I'm not a doctor, but so I, I should get a second opinion. Vishal, do you think that the amount of damage that Dorian took from being on fire for like 20 seconds was more or less than you expected? He had like, uh, what's what's the worst degree of burn again? Like first degree burns. Well, either way, he had little to no damage he had some marks on him but he was standing at one point he was just standing there listening to everybody was just like i don't know he was just like a frame of just santa claus standing there and i was like are you not like hurt or also i I'd like the, I, look, the... I, I take more damage than him when i go out in the sun <laughs> yeah exactly instant sunburn i he, also the fire it's so wooden japanese like home what what that there was no like fire like the wood was not affected by this gasoline fire in the slightest i don't know if you noticed that that's a great point yeah it didn't yeah. Sp- <laughs> yeah. With, and like it's one of those things that like depending on how they like if, if the fire was like a quick flash of flames this might have made sense but like it, he was burning up for yeah <laughs> yeah he was on the ground like suffering in pain <laughs> and then he wasn't <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He gets up and just blows out a ring of smoke. What I think he said <laughs> Whoa. Guess I better lay off the cigars for a while. Yeah, I mean 
<laughs> that was that was a that was a entertaining line, I guess. I, I I enjoyed when he said that. I was like, you know what? Props to you, friend. Dorian Dorian's my second favorite of the. Oh, I guess just for context, um, there's a little bit of motivation here. The the five fighters that Tokugawa assembled, their job is to fight five death row inmates that flew to Tokyo to fight them. Dorian is one of a group of death row inmates who came oh. to Tokyo to seek defeat. Sorry, he came to Tokyo to seek defeat? Like, he wants to be defeated? Yeah, we, I, I, it's, we could go into it, and it still wouldn't yeah. make much more sense. They, they all flew <laughs> to Tokyo because they wanted to be defeated. There, there's some stuff about dynamite, but that's, that's, the, 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 that's the core part you gotta understand. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Yeah. I, 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 I agree with you, though. I, I kind of like Dorian after this episode, too. I don't know. He was kind of the main character of this episode, actually. Yeah. No, I agree. What, we're, we're entering into the Dorian phase. Like, I think the next two or three episodes are all about Dorian, and it's 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 a fun little arc. Especially, we haven't even seen his, like... I can't spoil for the next episode, but his, his silliest fighting style is, is yet to come. So... Dorian uh, wakes up from being on fire. Oh, no, I, before we get into that, I wanted to talk about uh, karate and the different philosophies of it. Um, so, we see yeah. so we see two different tech, uh, two different ideals on karate. We've got uh, Katsumi and uh, Dobo Raji. The end goal of martial arts isn't to get the most points for style. The objective is to win, not win pretty. Unless you beat your opponent... The rest of it really doesn't matter much, does it? Come on already. You still think I'm missing something, don't you? That's right. Aesthetics. Who, who did you think had a better understanding of karate? Um, I mean, I want to give it to Doborachi. He's he's the older guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, he's, yeah, he's got you know. the aesthetic, you know? Yeah, the... I, <laughs> I mean, I have a man... I'm a man of finesse. I like finesse, Steve. And what? Oh my God! Okay, when he said uh, aesthetic, just it was. This happens a lot. It's going a little off topic, but this happens a lot where somebody will say something. One of them was a, the word aesthetic, and it just a one shot pan of like everybody in the room reacting. And I'm just like, what? Well, why do we need this dramatic pause for everyone to to to, to react to the word aesthetic? You know it, what I mean? It's because it fills up time. <laughs> That's right. Aesthetics. Huh? Aesthetics? Yeah, yeah. They don't have the budget to. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's yeah, Dope, no. Dopo's karate style. Like it's gonna, it's it's like if he fights somebody, you can put that right on Instagram. Like he's just he's, mm-hmm. he's got an aesthetic. So just to summarize, the crux of the argument here is, what is karate? Is it the spirit of winning at all cost, mm-hmm. or is it the spirit of? Uh, using your body as the ultimate weapon and your body plus your shoes and maybe your belt and your briefcase if you're carrying that with you. He's not going to bring any outside weapons to a fight. A briefcase he happens to be carrying. A fan he's got folded up in his pocket. Maybe even the belt he's wearing or the shoes he's got on. Yeah, even with our opponent's weapon if he brought one. Those are about the only things we're allowed to use in a fight. And still keep our self-respect as martial artists. Not fishing wires, unfortunately. (laughs) He made the argument that he just 
carrying it around, so he's allowed to use it in the fight. No, is that what he said? Yeah, he said, "Oh, I was going fishing later." Well, we haven't yeah, even introduced yeah, he this likes guy. Fishing. <laughs> so what? the the third uh, person who or the next person who joins this fight um, after Katsumi is uh, the very similarly named Kiyosumi. <laughs> Um, yeah i noticed that and it really confused me <laughs> i literally have a tab open just so i can remember his name <laughs> kiyosumi kato a die-hard fighter and shinshinkai karate student who prefers to get his training in actual combat rather than in the safety of a dojo <laughs> and i worry that i've forgotten the first guy's name now but uh, Kiyosumi comes in. I looked this up. I found out that he's actually a character who's been in the show before. I never knew that because I've never watched the original Baki. Um, he's all he's he's very very on brand for this arc. His whole fighting styles that he believes that you fight better outside of the ring, um, and he is now Katsumi's new master. So Katsumi has decided to study under this dude instead of his dad. And his first move is uh, punching uh, Dorian a bunch and then slicing his ear off in one fell swoop. Um, and then Dorian looks at his ear. Yeah, I, I can see why you weren't impressed with Dorian in this episode. No contrition, I see. Well, if you're not gonna listen, <laughs> you won't be needing those ears! <sighs> yeah, yeah, he got the, yeah, he got, he got the shake kicked out of him. For sure, <laughs> yeah. I honestly thought like this guy was maybe the joke of the the show. But yeah, here's the uh, question: Were you more impressed when he did his final move, um, which was vomiting up a hand grenade? I that caught me more off guard than the the fishing line. I won't lie to you. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, if he just has a belly full of grenades, you know that's. <laughs> I mean, that's a handy handy secret weapon. I will say. I was surprised the grenade didn't explode when he was lit on fire. You know what? I didn't even consider that because so many things happen so fast in the show. I didn't even think to think about that. <laughs> I yeah, I know you. Is that how is that how grenades work? Do you not? I I know there's. It's obviously like gas or it's gas, right? Yeah, it's just gas. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think know how much gas. the the sh the shell. <laughs> okay. I'll, don't worry. Well, I don't know. This is but... this is a this is a job for editor Steve to figure out how grenades. All right, work. put that little insert in there. The best part about this show is I learn something new every week. So when you pull the pin and release the trigger, uh, it releases a mechanism which lights a spark, and that spark just uh, ignites explosives. It's a pretty traditional bomb. Yeah, I I didn't think about that, but yeah, I would I would assume that the grenade or how many grenades in there you could have like. 10 in there who knows you think he could fit With, 10 uh, grenades those were not like tiny grenades he had in his stuff i was surprised he was able to get that grenade out of his mouth yeah uh, you know what you're right <laughs> it's is uh, he must have a wide ass uh um throat what's it called again throat yeah <laughs> what's uh, it called again throat <laughs> no i was uh, esophagus that's what ah, i was trying okay. to say <laughs> yeah to regurgitate like one of those big grenades yeah but do you, uh, do you think that's a martial yeah. art that he learned like how to like force objects upwards through your esophagus i feel like when you're dorian and you're like you know down the dumps you gotta put you gotta you get creative <laughs> you know that's fair so dorian uh th 
opens a hand grenade in a pretty small room with eight people in it. Listeners at home, try and guess what happens. Three, two, one. Uh, Visha, what is the after effect of a grenade going off in a room with like eight people? So the after effect is um, it explodes and we cut to a new scene. (laughs) (laughs) And we learn that everyone escaped except uh, Tokugachi. Tokugawa. Who? Sorry, Tokugawa, the uh, the old dude who's uh, being interrogated by the police. How everyone escaped? I have no idea. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they got damaged or what, but nope, nobody got hurt. Everybody just sort of jumped away. I guess <laughs> they use that as a smoke screen. I guess. I guess grenades are just not powerful enough to penetrate these uh, muscular beings, and they could just use it as a smoke screen to run away. Yeah, honestly, like it's 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 like <laughs> it's like a flashbang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Grenade. But that was uh, that was quite entertaining. Oh, I won't God. lie. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh. There was, there was one more part of the story I wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, I forgot about this. When uh, Dorian takes out his, like, dental floss and um, ties up two people with it. Can, can you walk walk us through what happened there? I, like, it just, it just happened. He just pulls out dental floss and he s- sneaks up by behind, <laughs> uh, what was it, two of the guys? Yeah, Katsumi and uh, Kiyosu. Yeah, and just... Kind of like the fishing line, just like in one fell swoop, just ties him up. What the hell kind of wire is that? That's that's really it. And where was I? <laughs> I feel like Dorian is full of very secret moves, and I feel like dental floss is also really easy to break out of. No, <laughs> uh, this is actually a hard carbon fiber. Um, so oh. th- so the reason they don't explain it too much is because this is the second time it's shown up. Um, if you're if you're wondering why Dopa was wearing a cast, it's because the last time he used that dental floss, it cut off his hand. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, a fishing line could do that. I'm sure dental flosses could do the same, right? It, yep. It's, it's really <laughs> underrated in the Baki universe. Just any type of string you can find. Yeah, I mean, fast enough and with enough slack, we've learned that you can cut off any uh, uh, body part. <laughs> any body part. Yeah, any body you can part cut you off want. a hand, you can cut off an ear. Um, who knows what will be cut off next, honestly. So a grenade explosion goes off. Tokugawa was saved mm. because some unnamed yep. person threw him out of the room. I honestly think it's unnamed because nobody had the motivation to do it. Like, nobody cares about Tokugawa. <laughs> <laughs> I was thrown clear of the blast by somebody. He pulled that pin, and the next thing I knew, I was lying outside in the middle of the courtyard. (laughs) So it's... Wait, do people not, like, respect Tokugawa, like, that much? Uh, You know, it's, like, a respect, but it's not, like, a reverence or anything. Like, it's more just, like... Gotcha. Like, he he owns an arena that they like to fight in. I'd say that's it. (laughs) Yeah, but anyone can own this arena. Well, Maybe. he is an 11th generation businessman. It's probably a pretty nice arena. 11th generation? Is that like a frequent... Why do you say 11th generation? That's what he is. That's that's how they introduced him. Mitsunari Tokugawa, the 11th generation head of the Tokugawa business empire, rules over the underground fight arena. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, it, okay. Is this supposed to hold weight? I don't know. Are you an 11th generation businessman? I, no, I guess not. Uh, oh, 
Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I, That's, it's I'm, pretty, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a second generation anything, so... Once once you have ten generations of kids doing your job, then you can talk to Mr. Tokugawa. God damn. Yeah. That's what I thought. All right. Looks like I'm starting now. Um, so moving on. This is a fun little part of the episode. Because the, the the last episode I, I felt like we just spent the entire time behind Baki's school. This time we have two little scenes. Um the first one, of course, is Dorian comes to Tokugawa's house and tries to light everyone on fire. Uh, but afterwards, we see Dorian uh, sneaking through Tokyo um, on his way to his secret lair. Um, <laughs> he ends up walking into a man peeing in an alleyway. So for everybody who's keeping track of the stream of urine count, we're at number three. <laughs> this is only episode of eight. I can't, I, I can't wait to see how high we can get. Um, <laughs> number three, folks. What did what did you think of um, Dorian's secret hideaway and how he got into it? Also, okay, yeah, that was amazing. That was I saw that. And I'm like, something dramatic's about to happen. He's about to. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do, but something's like shit's about to go down. It's about to get real. And five seconds pass, and he just gets to the bottom of the sewer. <laughs> of way over the top, way too dramatic. In the eyes of like the animators, this is such like a waste of like budget. You know what I mean? Like oh, you yeah. just. But I loved it. It was great. <laughs> yeah, just to set the scene, this is just the audio for how long Dorian is sliding down a subterranean sewer tunnel. didn't need to be there at all but it was great and like i don't understand like for, like there's a few questions like is this bunker like 400 feet underground or was he... right <laughs> and that also too. do do maintenance the construction workers in japan have to slide down with their hands on the walls or yeah. is there a ladder that he just didn't use i yeah i didn't see any ladder so i you know oh <laughs> Or maybe Dorian strategically chose this uh, spot because there was no ladder there. <laughs> so if you wanted to get down, you'd have to do a dramatic drop for he's, about five he's seconds. He's the only person who can make it down there. Well, except for the yeah. next guy who comes down like two <laughs> yeah, minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, can I say the show is just literally just like a Smash Bros. reveal trailer. <laughs> it's literally just like one person appears. It's like, new fighter approaches. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's it's I think that's fair. <laughs> it, 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 it's the series well, of Smash Bros. trailers turned into a show. Yeah, yeah. At least for me, because like I I don't know I don't know if it's just this episode like especially, but like every like ten like not even ten like probably five six minutes, just like a new person that walks into the door. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty standard. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Dorian. Um, so Dorian, like all of our prisoners, um, flew to Tokyo, and we have we've had no idea where he's been living so far. Um, I think the only one we knew was Spec, who was living in jail. Dorian is apparently living in a World War II bunker that apparently he used to serve in fifty years ago. Um, 
<laughs> the timeline did not oh. make any sense. But also the <laughs> thing is, like, this manga was written in the 90s. So, like, is is the story taking place in the 90s? Are they just... Uh-huh. Do you Do you know if, like, in the manga, maybe they say 30 years ago, and, like, in the anime, they say 40, only because... I'll have to check it out, because there's no way he's, like, 97. Because we just finished yeah. with a 97-year-old man fighting everybody. So, <laughs> there's no way they're True. doing this twice. Yeah. So, reading the manga, it is 50 years in the past. However, one thing they don't bring up in the show is that apparently Dorian was 10 years old, and, I, and it, it implies his dad showed him the secret bunker. I don't know. The, the, the manga doesn't really answer questions. It just makes new ones. <laughs> I mean, it is Baki. Anything could happen, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it but it did happen. It, it's like lightning. It can strike anywhere, but it's not going to strike the same place twice. Yeah, right. So so apparently Dorian was stationed here years ago in the U.S. military. Um, and, you know, respect the troops. And uh, he came back here to, to make it his secret hideaway. Um, yeah. I felt sort of bad for him. He was putting, like antiseptic on his wounded ear or grease i couldn't really tell Um, i I did feel bad yeah like that ear ain't growing back no i guess he didn't pick it up on the way out but i guess he couldn't probably exploded exploded. yeah yeah i guess he did not really get a chance can't stitch it back together no so uh he only is able to sit down for about a minute before he can hear before he hears out of one ear (laughs) some little pitter patter and uh kiyosumi has uh, tracked him down to his secret lair visha what happens in this little little encounter we get so our boy santa claus makes it back to uh a secret underground lair in the sewers (laughs) that he uh as you said he used uh during the war and another guy shows up is it the same guy from the house no it is it's the guy who showed up and cut his ear off he followed him all the way here just to lay down some more smack (laughs) but but uh dorian pulls out his after a quick history lesson about uh al capone (laughs) in the 1920s uh we learned that (laughs) there's this secret way of uh, how these people used to fight the gangsters back in the day uh, with grease. This simple but brutally effective technique goes back to the 1920s and the earliest days of prohibition when the notorious Al Capone was still just a minor hoodlum. Which, uh, I'm not familiar about uh, of the 1920s, but uh, Steve, do they, is, is that, I don't think they fight with grease and uh, glass. I, you know what? I believe it. I don't understand it, but I believe it. <laughs> I, 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 you know I, what? I don't do you want to come, come over sometime and we can like chest this out? Like, you bring the grease, I'll keep some empties <laughs> around. <laughs> also, this is absolutely ridiculous because I, I, I mean, I haven't seen the next episode. I don't know how this plays out, but if Dorian punches somebody with glass knuckles, I feel like he's there's going to be a lot of recoil. Well, that's what I don't understand. The grease is not going to protect you, I don't think. So, just yeah. for listeners, um, the the what Dorian does is he smashes all of his bottles on the ground, dips his hand in grease, which he, is apparently like the only thing that he brought with him to his secret lair, um, and then rolls his greasy hands around in the broken glass. So he now has a 
two fists covered in broken glass. And I agree, Vishal. I think if you punched somebody, your hand would be shredded to pieces. It definitely. I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I think the grease is not there for protection, honestly. I think it's more just an adhesive to the glass. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's just Which, a way to... You could just hold glass in your fist, you know? Like, maybe maybe that won't cut you. I don't know. I, I'm not yeah. a mobster. Also, also, this... this this was this wasn't just Al Capone's era. This was an era when Al Capone was just a kid. So, oh, hey, does uh, does Al Capone show up in this show? Oh man, I or wish. Is that spoilers? No, okay. Al, Al Cap- the, the ghost of Al Capone does not show up in the show. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the show takes place later. Right. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we we get a few historical figures like uh, George Bush, mm-hmm. uh, Che Guevara. Um, I already mentioned Muhammad Ali is going to show up, but but no, uh, no, no Al Capone, unfortunately. You know who who I haven't seen a lot of in this show. Who? In, or sorry, in this episode, Baki. I was thinking that because I I I feel like obviously something like a, a bit of a like a plot, maybe like a climax just happened with him, but like I I. I, he had like two lines in this episode and I didn't really get to get the full Baki yeah, character well, experience. I, I think that I think that this is the funniest I think the funniest thing is that this series is called Baki. Like there's Baki the Grappler, Baki Hama or whatever. This one's just called Baki. So you'd think the focus would be on him. And yeah. for the first like twenty six episodes, it's really not. Like he barely fights oh. anybody. He just he, like in this episode, like he just walked away because he didn't. He like he doesn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, Baki doesn't show up a lot, and you're not the first person to make this comment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking like maybe that was just like a one off for this episode, but I see. I from what you're telling me, it's not. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, what, but what, I like I enjoy Dorian a lot, so I it's cool. Yeah, no, I love Dorian. I think mm-hmm. Speck and Dorian are my two faves, and they're the first two. And then um, yeah. we'll have to deal with Doyle, Yanagi, and Sikorsky later. I, I can't I can't wait to see where those the the rest of the characters in the house went after the explosion. <laughs> I think they just went home. They probably had something like oh. <laughs> they probably just wanted to watch some TV. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. I yeah. mean. No, they, they they were probably like, okay, well, I guess I guess real combat is whenever it starts, and then just wandered off. Um, anyway, so so yeah, the episode ends with Dorian just greasing up his fists and saying like, "Come at me, bro," um, and that's that's how it goes. So yeah, so a few questions for you, Vishal. This is a little fun yeah. thing I do. Um, I, I, I like to have everybody define a character and I'm trying to get every character defined. So I think this is the best episode for Dorian. So if you had to define Dorian in a sentence or two, um, how would you describe him? Uh, I mean, I was this I feel like this episode wasn't the best portrayal of Dorian, but also uh, maybe it was actually because I got to see both sides of Dorian. I got to see a lot of them. So I would say, uh, he is, uh, first of all, he's, he looks like Santa Claus and, oh, I think the, you know, you're talking about how we, uh, 
he's would you say he was getting stronger or something during the end of the episode and yeah he, he, was, he was he was implying that he was like not trying his hardest earlier yeah yeah right exactly i i think was he not drinking at the end of the episode he was he took us he took a sip or two from that beer before he threw all of his bottles on know. the ground oh okay because i was thinking maybe he was like maybe alcohol is a secret weapon <laughs> so approach. yeah i would say he's 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 a he's an older tired uh military guy who probably is trying to prove himself uh with his fighting techniques and whatnot showing that he's about supposed to be respected but um yeah i don't know definition of a guy who fucking barfed up a grenade (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know (laughs) but like my the absurdity of the show is kind of like in my head is kind of normalized for just like everything that else that happens so it's like a grenade doesn't really it doesn't seem weird given the context of the show you know what i mean yeah no but it is weird it's totally absurd and just like out of you know out of left field yeah like if you're watching like I don't know, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and uh, <laughs> Andy <laughs> yeah. Stamberg barfed up a grenade to solve a problem. You'd be like, "That's pretty weird." That, but but also, I'm very desensitized to desensitized to like the tropes of anime. So yeah. like, I'm kind of like in the middle of like Western media and like anime, right? So well, that's the thing. If it happened on like an episode of Stranger Things, I'd be like, "Yeah, that makes sense," because that's my favorite anime. that's anime yeah is that what is, are you making sorry were you making a joke I, <laughs> yeah i was <laughs> okay okay it's okay, okay. <laughs> um, man i should just Avoid. maybe i should make this a stranger things podcast that would be probably i mean good <laughs> you can just do both <laughs> i get every guest to watch half an episode of baki yeah. and then half an episode of stranger things. <laughs> <laughs> well, not not on the same podcast. It's just two, two separate podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, this, this takes this takes time, man. <laughs> time yeah. <enough>. <laughs> All right. Last last but, uh, question. For yeah. You. Now that you've watched an episode of Baki, do you think mm-hmm. that it's a good show? I think Baki is its own thing. I think Baki is its own experience, and if you're into absurd like over the top shonen combat and you just want to see muscular guys messing around and see what the next shocking moment will be i think it's totally for for you i think it's uh totally a show that uh that someone would like if they enjoyed all those different tropes um there's not many shows like it so i i think personally i would definitely watch baki all right because it's something like totally like i different that i have not seen before what a what a bounce back last week i got a one word no so (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad to see another mostly positive yeah i'm just you know helping to keep the balance that's why i'm here that's perfect well, thank you for coming on the show, Vishal. This was a blast. And thank you for having me, dude. Yeah. And so if this just a reminder to all the listeners out there, um, feel free to review or follow the podcast. Um, we're the number three. Uh, we were the number three anime podcast in Canada on Apple iTunes. So 
Um, if the bar was that low for number three, I'm sure we can hit number two. Yeah, come on. Number two and straight to number one. Wow. You, you know what's number one? It's the it's that podcast it's that. you listen to, the Trash Taste one. Oh, okay. You're not getting number one anytime soon <laughs> yeah. or ever. <laughs> Thanks, man. But, right. you know, anything can happen. Just, just, just like Baki, anything can happen. That is so true. All right. Well, that's all the Baki we got to talky. Uh, see, see you all next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>